Welcome to the Rice Memorial Missionary Baptist Church Podcast. This is a production of Rice Memorial Missionary Baptist Church, where Apostle Walter F. Camp is the senior pastor. This ministry is dedicated to perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, to the end that we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God and faithfully walk in the maturity demonstrated by Christ as commanded in Scripture. Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit your notification button to get new messages on a regular basis. Enjoy this message and please study along with us. to this word today. Um, I'm going to be doing a continuation, part two, of uh, what God was sharing back in November, uh, the last time I ministered. Um, There were some other angles of us as wives. um, Sure, thank you. Um, Just our responsibilities, our... our, uh, part of our faithfulness to the Lord um, and obedience to him, uh, being led by our husbands. Um, But God also wanted to uh, enlighten us, bring some attention to um, how that submitting to your husband, um, whether you submit or not submit, how that affects motherhood and parenting. And so... Um, we're going to get started first with back to the basics, okay? So we're going to go to Ephesians 5. Okay, fine. Ephesians 5, we're going to start at verse 22. It says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. And, um, you know, we... We've seen this, we've read it, might know it by heart, you know, without looking it up. And, uh, you know, as we live day to day and, you know, make decisions and um, we have to make sure that um, this never leaves the forefront of our minds. um, Because oftentimes in this this reselling business and jewelry making business that I've been doing, um, this has been something that every day comes up. (laughs) Um, It could be just somebody shopping with me and they message me about an item and we get right into this some type of way. And so uh, it's definitely happening outside of, you know, our our, um, family of fellowship as well. And people are, whether they know it or not, need help. 
And so this is something that's been coming up and even in my, um, my family, I was uh, talking to my sister a few days ago and she was telling me, uh, I already knew about it, I think she had brought it up to me earlier on, but she was telling me further information about my, my stepfather. Um, he's been working, he's been working at a, I don't know if y'all know, Ty, is it Tyson? In Gurdon, Arkansas, it's like a chicken plant out there. Is that Tyson? Okay. He's been working out there for many years. And uh, I said, she said, uh, you know, he's not working anymore. He's at the house. And I was like, How's he, how is he getting another job? Like, what happened? I thought maybe, because he had been having health issues, you know, so I was thinking maybe they laid him off because he hadn't been there in a while. He said, no. Uh, she said, no, mama didn't want him working out there. And I'm thinking, Okay, <laughs> enough said, you know. And I just really got to thinking about that, like, you know, the amount of, and she said, and she was saying, you know, he was really stressed out about it and because he knew he needed to work and uh, he has really high blood pressure and has a hard time getting it down and having chest palpitations and has blacked out a few times from it and stuff. And I'm just like, wow, the amount of, pressure on him and stress, trying to lead your household and not being able to do that because of, you know, however she's making things be for him, which I'm sure is bad. <laughs> I'm sure is bad. And uh, I just, my heart goes out to him um, because even from a standpoint of, you know, trying to call the house, you know, and talk to him. You know, that I'm limited with that because she, she ready. She gun loaded, she ready, okay? Like, I'm telling you, when I call, it's like, I can just say hi, and she's looking for something. You know, she's ready to go, you know, go off. And so it, I hate that because, you know, um, I have to just wait and be patient for the opportunity for God to um, lead me in another direction to share with him. And... Um, I just like, wow, how big of a destruction of the home that is being caused, whether, um, I'm sure she has some idea of love and loves her husband, but she doesn't know how to properly love him. Um, so that just blew my mind to quit her job because she didn't want him to be out there for whatever reasons, and I'm just like, wow. And so it's just so important for us to submit to the authority of our husbands and just to honor and respect them the way um, God would have us to and how that, you know, it does, it affects our behavior if we're not watchful um, with the things that we say and do um, because they're responsible for us. And we're going to get further into that in a minute. Um, so now we're going to go to Proverbs 12. Um, I'm going to start at verse 1, and then I'm going to jump down to 4. Um, it caught my attention. It says, Whoso loveth instruction, loveth knowledge. But he that hateth reproof is brutish. Verse 4, A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, 
but she that maketh ashamed is as rottenness in his bones. And, you know, you get bits and pieces of different stories from different ones. So that was the part my sister told me. So then my, my brother, he, he's a bit uh, more animated when I talk to him. So uh, he called and my sister was just like, I don't know the details. She was kind of like, just really like, I really hate that. But, you know, yeah, he's not working. Apparently some stuff happened. And mama was like really upset about him working out there. So she told him, you know, you better not go back to work there, yada, yada. And I was like, okay. So then talked to my brother. He was like, man, let me tell you. <laughs> That's how he talked. <laughs> and I was like, what happened? He's like, man, she said that he was uh, talking to some woman out there. And come to find out it was just his, he's, his, it's his classmate that he's known forever. Like they've had functions where she came over. Nothing, you know, apparently is actually happening. I mean, he grew up with her. Mama was at one point cool with her. Now all of a sudden, it's, they got something going on. I don't know where she getting the information from, because if y'all just know how Gurdon to Chittister to Camden is set up, it's not like she can get in the truck and run up the street real quick and know what's going on at their job. It's like deep down in the woods. And so I'm just like, where is she getting this from? You know, like, and. I, my brother, he was like, man, I, I ain't trying to get into it with her, but he was like, uh, you know, she be tripping, she be wigging out in the heads. What, to, that, to what he's saying, uh, let me explain, paraphrase, when he say she wigging out in the head, he talking about, you know, Satan influencing her mind and stuff. So he's like, yeah, she wigging out all them thoughts coming to her head, you know what I'm saying? And she just, she just going off, she wigging out. And I'm like, okay. And so he, uh, you know, he gave me the further details and spill. And so um, I, you know, gave him some scripture and some things to just look at as he's coming in contact with her and things that he can, you know, I was like, you know, you have a relationship with God, you know, you talk to God and see how he leads you, you know, to share further with her. He's like, I ain't trying to... <laughs> He, he don't, he trying to like stay away from how she gets because he gets, you know, anxious and riled up. And so I'm like, well, you can't, you can't do that and please God, you know, you got to, you know, share with her and, you know, and then he started feeling uh, discouraged, like because of his lifestyle he lived, he couldn't share with her. And I was like, that don't mean anything. Did you ask God for forgiveness? He's like, yes, are you still doing the same things? No, okay, well just focus on, as you study, God will give you the words to say. If she get mad, she'll be okay. She'll be okay, you know? She might not talk to you for a few months, like she do me, but, <laughs> but uh, she'll, she'll get over it, she'll be okay, and you're helping her in the long run, so. Uh, so we looked at our back to basics, our refreshers, um, so the household, we know that, you know, us as mothers, us as um, wives, we have responsibilities and duties, you know, to um, be of help to our husbands, to um, help with the child rearing, you know, the children. Um, and oftentimes, this is something that I found myself having an issue with, excuse me, 
when I, me and Gerald first got married was the home for me was different for two different reasons. One being that when I was coming up, as I told you guys back in November, I didn't see the husband being reverenced or respected or um, as the leader. It was more like pay the bills, give the wife the money, and she take care of everything. And she was responsible for everything. She was the dominant one, you know. And anytime that the husband would try to intervene, all you know what would break loose, you know. That's what I saw, you know. And, um, and so you had that. And I remember different moments and times feeling uncomfortable with it, like something was wrong with it, but not having the information to apply it until later on. And you're seeing it, and that's your environment. You, you're taught it. You're taught it, you know. Whether you're asking questions and getting it answered or not, you're being taught it. And then when, and the second part that was uh, troubling for me at first in marriage was that I had already started being the head of my own household as a, a single mother. And that um, did, I, I was confused by that. You know, when we got married, at first it was, which it didn't take us too long to get that straightened out, but it was like I was the dominant one that did everything with Aubrey because it had just been me and her. And, you know, I never seen the husband and wife, even if, like, say I was a single mom, but I came from a family in which that was being impu implemented, I would know, okay, correct this real quick, because you just got married, and this is how God would have the house set up. I didn't see that, so, you know, it was kind of like I do everything with her, and I remember Gerald saying he was going to do something, and I was, like, bothered by it. I was like, I got it, you know, I'm it was in my mind. It was like I'm, I'm, I'm the mom. I'm, I got it, you know, kind of thing. And it was one day he was watching her, and I was gone. I don't know what what the situation was, but when I got back, apparently Aubrey had been acting up. <laughs> she was like four or five at this this time, and uh, and Jura was like, I I can't remember the exact words, but he was like, man. Uh, we got to talk. <laughs> and I was like, what happened? And he was like, well, Aubrey was, you know, really not listening to me well. And she was, you know, uh, giving me a hard time. And she said, and he said, for a minute, I was about to say to her, you keep this up, I'm going to tell your mama. And he said, I was about to say that. And then I thought about it. And when he said it out loud to me, it was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, we're married. You shouldn't have to do that and so I agreed with him and you know we talked about the changes talked to her about how that's you know that's your dad and if he tell you to do something you do it and if you don't obey he he can whoop you too you know that's your dad just like mommy whoops you for things he will whoop your butt too you know and so that's how it was but it wasn't it sounded so silly and foolish when he said it like I'm gonna tell your mom when you get home and this is my husband you know, it's just, and, and this, we're a family, and this is his home, and he having to say, 
I'm tell your mama when you get home. That was that just didn't make sense at all. And I just thank God for his heart in bringing these things up, you know, because I I had I really hadn't th- thought about it in the right way until God put that on his heart to say to me. And he wanted that taken care of. He wanted first things to be first place. He wants, you know, the husbands um, to be able to walk out their authority and duty in the home, even with the children. You know, there are times where um, I might not see nothing. God don't show me everything just because I'm a stay-at-home mom. He doesn't, you know. He's always drilled to be at work dealing with all his kids, sit down, I'm taking a recess. Hey, it came to me to have you do something. So, okay, bye, I got to go. You know, and then he back in it again. You know, God's leading him like that. And I need to be ready to, you know, walk out those things. Um, It's been times where I've been in situations having to make decisions and he may not have been available. Um, I should be paying attention enough to the things he's taught me, the things I know he expects of me to make those decisions when he's not available, you know? Um, what, would, what would my husband, you know, have me do? And um, it was a situation that happened with something. I don't know if it was like somebody coming to the house to do something or something business-wise with the home or car or something, and I was talking to whoever the person was on the phone, and they were trying to get me to do whatever they felt like was the right thing to do. And I said it four, five, six different ways about how I try, have to explain stuff to Nigel sometimes. And, uh, and they were still trying to press and press and trying to manipulate me to do what they wanted me to do, you know. And so I finally was like, listen, you'll have to, the roof. It was getting the roof done. Uh, what was that guy's name? Caleb. Oh, Lord. Ooh, Caleb, he was... My goodness, y'all, that young man. <laughs> but uh, he was very, uh, you talk about craftiness of Satan with different things, how he would try to do little stuff and text Gerald and then text me something different and trying to then call and try to set things up to get what he wanted done. And finally I said, listen, Caleb, I hear what you're saying. But what's going to happen is you're going to end up losing business if you keep on. I said you're going to have to talk to my husband. Well, he not answering. Okay, well, you'll have to wait until he talks to you. You know, I'm not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. You're not going to cause no ruckus in my house. I don't even know you like that. You're not in my house. You're not going to cause no ruckus in my house because you're trying to make a sale or whatever, you know. So, uh, but those things will come up. You know, it could be family, you know. Um, I remember my aunt, she would not talk to me maybe the first year or two of our marriage because she had made a comment that was uh, offended me because it offended my husband. I had, um, I think I was, no, it wasn't the first, it was the first few years. It wasn't the first two years. I was pregnant with Nigel, I believe, and I had to take uh, the heparin injections because I have the blood clotting disorder. And so those, you take those injections, they can bruise you up. I think me and Mom Karen had talked about that. And uh, she had made a comment like, uh, oh, you must be out of line at home. Uh, Gerald must have popped you or something like that. <laughs> Y'all, I, 
I, I was very calm, but I was upset. And I said, no, ma'am. I said, no, my husband doesn't do that. We don't fight. We don't do things like that in our home. <laughs> oh, oh, excuse me. I, I, I. I'm like, okay. I'm just saying that's not, you know, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't even play like that, you know. And so she was mad at me for a while. To my, I guess she put him on a pedestal or something. I got under her skin. I was like, no, you just said things that don't promote peace. They're not loving. They're not honorable. They're not respectful. And we're not going to speak to each other that way. And if you feel that way, we just need to talk about who making what pie, you know, for the holidays, you know, and just leave it at that. So these are things that we will be, if not already, called to deal with, you know, and it's in the hearts and minds of so many people, so many women, you know, um, and a lot of husbands, um, I, I really thank God for <laughs> the things you implemented there with Gerald because a lot of husbands don't, the pressure like what my, my uh, stepfather situation he's in, the pressure of correcting and bringing these situations up, these problems, the weight to them feels so great that they just, it's not worth it to them to bring it up, you know, because of the, the strife and all this stuff going on. And Drill has never <laughs> hesitated to say what needs to be said in love. Sometimes uh, that love was more pressure, more heat, you know, more heat to the fire, and then other times it's, it wasn't. But it's based on our humility as women of God, whether that has to even have to go down like that, you know, having to get deep into it like that. And uh, so we also looked at the scripture... Um, did I have that written down? You know what? Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Just go back to my other notes from November. It was another back to basics that um, God wanted me to share about remembering the husband's role. I'm not looking on time. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Okay, you know what? That's still in Ephesians, if I'm not mistaken. Ephesians 5. Let's look at it really quick. Okay, yes. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water, by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Holy and without blemish. So that's an important role. It's comparing um, the husband's duties and his role as loving the wife to how Christ loves the church, how Christ gave his life for the church, to sanctify, cleanse it, washing of water by the word, to make it a glorious church, not having spot, wrinkle, but that it should be holy and without blemish. That's, that's, a, 
that is a very um, important thing. Um, and it shouldn't be treated with the craftiness of uh, Satan to try to control the husband, trying to control his authority, trying to manipulate his authority, trying to persuade his authority, lure it, alter it, correct it uh, as a, a correction of I'm over you. Um, not saying you can't talk to your husband about you know, different things if you see something of concern. But um, not trying to, okay, this is what the Bible say, but I'm going to change that. I'm going to make it like this here because I like this way, and, and I want this way, and we're going to do it how I want to. We're going to tamper with it, you know. We're going to put a little, uh, kind of like this past week, uh, I've been drinking my coffee. I got, got it to where I'm drinking my coffee with no honey, no stevia, just my creamer. And I like it. And so I'm like, oh, you know. And um, I accidentally picked up another cup of some coffee I had earlier. Uh, and I think it had, was it stevia in it? Or was it that vanilla sugar-free stuff that had sucralose in it? So I stopped, I stopped using that. Um, but anyway, I, after my taste palette has been changing, you know, and I drink it, and I was like, oh, it got, it's sweet, you know, because I was like, wow, it's, it amazes me how quick that happens. It's only been about a week, you know, with nothing in it. And I was just kind of like, whoa, taken back that it had sugar in it. I was like, okay, so we can't be adding and taking away from the word of God, it is what it is. God is the highest authority. If we want to please God and live long on the earth, having a wonderful life, we need to do things God's way. So as it relates to us as the moms, you know, I am at the house with the kids 24-8. Um, we get up in the morning. <laughs> We have Bible study, I get my coffee started. We might put on praise and worship first, or we might just sit down and I do breakfast. And then we'll get into the Word. Um, it might be Superbook. I finally got that name down, Superbook. Is that right? Okay. I was saying Storybook for years, y'all. And uh, Superbook. Um, but, and then after that, I'll give them a little break, and then we get on their school lessons. And, you know, it's, it's a lot. We got different age, ages. We got baby and throwing everything and falling out. And I'm like tapping them little juicy legs. And we have teenager and we have, Lord, Nigel, he's like three, four different ages. <laughs> he acts way older than what he is. And then we have little Miss Ariel, four-year-old stage. And uh, so it's a lot of different personalities going on in the house all day. And um, while juggling all of that, uh, there is a freedom to do things the way I need it to run being over them in authority of them while Drew is away. But there are also things you have to keep in mind and have to be first place, even while he's not there. And so one thing that I know about my husband is being a teacher, 
he takes very serious education. And so um, I remember when I asked him, women I talked to online, they'd be like, oh, you asked your husband about homeschooling your kids? I sure did. And I wouldn't have did it if he said no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one plus one equals two. You know, that's what I'm thinking to me, you know. But um, when we first started everything, he made it very clear about the, the upbringing of the kids and the things that he wanted me to work with them on. And um, I did take that very seriously. I had to, um, I don't think we had a lot of issues with that, but I've grown to, just watching myself, I've grown to enjoy and love his input in helping me because I tell, I tell Alicia this all the time, I don't feel like I'm the best teacher but I've amazed myself uh, when you just trust God, just do what you know to do, trust in the Lord, let him lead you. Like I never would have thought I would be able to teach Nigel how to read, you know? They're just like, wow, you know? So that's been such a encouraging thing for me as a mom that I'm home with them, teaching them, but also, um, there's so much that God has shown me in dreams and visions about the kids. And it's important for me to deal with them, you know, on different things. And so in the midst of that, if you're not watchful, Satan comes, you know, like there have been times where Gerald came home and something wasn't done. If you're not watchful, Satan will say, oh, well, you got so much on your plate. You do so much. You're taking care of the kids, and you know, you're doing all of this and all of that. Yeah, but my husband told me to do something, and I didn't do it. And I just, I thank God for growth, because now, if something happened, he can say, this is what it is. And I'm like, I, just yesterday, actually, I was supposed to do something and didn't do it. And I was like, Sherelle, how did you let that slip? It was a small something, but still, it didn't happen, you know? And I was like, I, I'm so sorry. There, there's no excuse for that. There's no excuse for that. And so a lot of times when I'm dealing with the children, if, if you really want truth, it's easy to see it. It really, really is. When I'm dealing with the children, I'm, I can really hammer down things quickly with them when it comes to discipline because I'm checking myself as a wife every day for those same things. So when the kids come and they doing it, it's like, ah, oh, I know what that is because I've been checking myself on it and that thought came to my head, you know, about Gerald. So it's like it all flows together. Everything flows together. God made it very easy for us. He made it very easy for us. Um, I'm thinking about the scripture that says, uh, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's go to that since it came up. What's my time looking like? Okay. Say it again. I'm sorry. My phone. Okay, Matthew 11.30. Thank you so much. Back up, okay. 
Yeah, when I go to my search bar in here, it'll just kind of lag. Okay. Let's go back to 27. Okay, all things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth my any man, hold on, let me slow down. Neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So if you're feeling like being a mother and juggling that and uh, submitting to your husband's leadership and authority is a heavy just burden, I just can't do this, and it's just so, this is this one lady, she being it, I'm like, how is she texting out everything she thinking right now about this topic so fast in Messenger. <laughs> but uh, it's just things on her heart just coming out. She feel like, you know, to allow her husband to lead her is, is just a heavy burden. And it's not. And um, it's not hard. So verse 29 says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Learn those things that God is saying to help us with every duty, every every choice to be made, everything that we need to be submitting to God for. You bring it to him, learn of his ways. It says, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And, oh, excuse me. Let me start over since I messed it up. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's nothing about God's ways. It's nothing about um, the things he has for us to do that's hard or um, just burden, a burden and uh, causing us to not have peace or comfort. That peace or comfort, it does come from the Lord as we yield to his, his ways and his authority. So um, recently, me and Jarrell had a conversation about the kids' behavior. I had been noticing that um, with different ones, I would have to ask them to do things um, more than once. And I think I had a situation with Aria last week. Uh, me and Miss Armenda were talking about, and she, I, I told her, I think I gave her an option to get a, a tambourine. She has two over there. One that her auntie Leisha gave her, and one it just she done made it her own because it's in in the church. But I said, well, Ariel, you can choose to take the one auntie Leisha gave you, uh, got for you home, and leave the other one here because it's not yours anyway. You can use it while you know you're here. But do you want to take the one that's yours home or leave it here? And she was like, uh, well then. I wanted her to come back. She started walking. I said, come here. She kept going. I said, Ariel, come here. She kept going, Ariel. And I got very stern with her. And she turned around. She said, well, I, was, I wanted to go. And, and right there, I was like, 
she already knew that she was wrong because she started trying to talk herself out, you know, trying to explain to, to explain to me her reasoning. And it might seem like it's okay. You know, you told her she could go get, you know, the tambourine and, and everything. But if I, if you know you hear your mom saying to come here, it don't matter what we previously talked about, it don't matter what you have on your mind. I said to come here and you didn't come to me. So we talked about it on the way home. <laughs> I think about uh, Drill sharing with me how uh, his mom would talk and, and talk and share scripture. He'd be like, man, just <laughs> hurry up and whoop me. <laughs> like, so we talked about it on the way home and then we talked when we got in the house and I think she thought I forgot about it because she was just as sweet and she always sweet, but you know, she was really putting a little extra little umph on thing, you know. <laughs> A little more salted butter on the top, you know. So uh, I was like, Ariel, come on, so you can get this whooping. She does this, I don't want a whooping. And I'm like, Ariel, we talked about this. You know, you cannot, you cannot just decide that you, I, I hear you calling me, but you know, I'm, I'm not feeling it right now. I'm gonna go ahead and go and get this tambourine. You know, you can't do that. And so, Gerald was talking to her and she got a whooping and and <laughs> and I noticed all this week, you know, I've been like cranking it up. And I was talking to Gerald about it, and he said, This happens every now and again. I notice where when it, it might be more work, more stuff going on and stuff, ripping and running, and they think, oh, she, you know, she ain't, she not really paying attention, watching me like. I'm gonna just, you know, ignore her and do what I want. And um, even Nigel, and I was shocked, but I'm like, Nigel, because Nigel's one like, I made a bad decision, mommy. He'll come straight to you. Let me tell you. I made a bad decision, mommy. I was not obedient, and I apologize because God would want me to obey your parents for this is right in the Lord so that I can live long on the earth. And that, I mean, he'll, he'll give you the whole spiel. And see, Satan, I mean, he goes into, like, describing the things that Satan does. And, and I'm like, okay, sometimes, like, we'll go get the belt then. So I can whoop him. Like, I mean, sometimes I'm like, Come on, so you can get a whooping, I guess. Like, I mean, he's just so, like, fast with it. Like, and, and you can see him sometimes, like, starting to, let me try to sneak and pick this piece of snack or whatever, taking stuff off of, they be taking stuff off the baby tray. Like, why y'all doing that to y'all look? You just ate all that food, you're not hungry, taking his snack. Poe Nathan Drill walking around like, I know I, I know I had this many, you know. And he'll, the other day I caught him putting his hand, and he said, oh. And I'm just like, do I even say anything? Because <laughs> he just like was about to, and he said, no, I'm not going to do it, and walked off. And I'm like, very good, Nigel. <laughs> I just, he's, he's um, yeah, he's something. But even him this week, you know, was like, Nigel. I was blown away that, and I know people say, kids gonna be kids. Yeah, but Nigel normally does not give me, you know, a lot of problems. Like, you can lightly tap him, and he's like, I mean, he has such a hard time with getting a whooping. Like, 
I can't believe I did this, you know. He's very, very, uh, I, he's just very aware, like, oh, I should not, I don't like this, and I want to change it. You know, I thank God for that. But uh, he was trying me this week, and I was just like, all right, we're going we're gonna to crank it up. This is what we're going to do. And so they would get ready to, I would say something. I, I don't hear any people coming. I, I called your names. I don't hear anybody coming. And then Nigel was like, oh, yeah, yeah, come on, Ariel, come on, come on. Because Mommy said when she say something the first time, we need to go ahead. And he's like trying to push her and pushed her and made her fall, and she get back up. And then he's like, I was trying to get her to go ahead and come so we wouldn't get a whooping. But they're getting it together, you know, more and more getting it together. But these are things that have to be in place because uh, we're getting into now the things that the children have to do. We talked about the wife submitting to the husband. We talked about the husband's duties to uh, the wife and to the home. He's responsible for the kids. If I'm not doing what my husband need me to do, what message does that send to the children? What message? Because these children, even Nathan Jarrell, he knows so much. He just doesn't have the ability right now because of his age to articulate it verbally. But he's very, all of them are very aware of everything that's happening. They're listening. Um, me and Drew was talking one day. He apparently understood the conversation because he went and got whatever the thing was that we were looking for or talking about. He would, he, and he's one. So he, he knows what's going on. So how much more does Aubrey know, Nigel, Ariel, you know? And as the mother, being the one that's guiding the children every day in the things of God, you know, our lifestyles, being pleasing to the Lord, training them up, you know, how much more um, should we be mindful of the things that we, we decide and choose we're not going to do and are going to do? And even if you don't have kids or even if um, it's a different role, you know, even if it's... Um, People coming in. The people gonna be coming, y'all. We've all, people, different ones been having dreams about it. People will be coming in. And us as the women of God at Rice Memorial, we need to be in a position of, we don't know what different states they'll be in, you know, mind-wise when they come in here. If they see, dang, she, she don't listen to her pastor. She don't do whatever with her husband. How does that affect their ability to gain encouragement to help them in their life, you know, when they leave out here on Sundays and Wednesdays. This is it's really important. It's, and it's the same way with our kids because our kids are our direct responsibilities in a home, you know, as they become adults. A lot, people say all the time, these psychologists and psychiatrists make all this money off of just simply telling somebody. Uh, because of your environment, you're struggling, or how you were brought up, you're struggling with X, Y, Z, because you didn't have this, this, this going on. Well, yeah, <laughs> give me $100 an hour, you know. 
these are things that the Bible been teaching us for many, many years are important principles that we need to have. Uh, we need to have ready on our mind at all times. Take it with the utmost seriousness because there are lives that are, I'll say it like this, I don't want to ever be in a situation where I didn't do or give what God would have me to do or give by how I lived my life. My lifestyle as a wife or as a mom or as a minister because I'm just going to decide I'm, I don't like this. And since I have pride and my heart is hardened, I will not. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, sure, you know, I'm still a Christian. I'll still go to heaven, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. You know, and that is serious, y'all. And so how much of, of what we do these little children see? You know, uh, my kids love their aunties and uncles, even though, you know, y'all work all week and they see y'all on Wednesday and Sunday. They talk about y'all all the time, you know. When we going to do this? I'm trying to set stuff up, you know. When we going to do this? When we going to go to Auntie Leisha, Uncle David's house? When, uh, I wonder if Big Daddy, you know, all these different questions, you know, because everybody got a part to play in these children's lives, family, blood family or not, you know, they're all being raised up um, the same way, like y'all talk about y'all kids growing up together, getting these different things. Okay, my time is shot. But um, I'm going to touch on Proverbs really quick. Proverbs 22. You know what? Um, Proverbs twenty two fifteen. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Um, and uh, Proverbs thirteen and twenty four, it talks about sparing the rod, and uh, a person that spares the rod hateth his son. Let's see, Proverbs thirteen twenty one. Twenty four. Is that right? Okay. He that spareth his ride hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. And, and sometimes, and this is something that, you know, uh, I heard a lot, I have heard a lot from different family members. Oh, they just kids. You know, give them a break. You know, give them. I just can't. I, you know, and if you're not watchful, you'll start questioning what God is telling you to do versus what they telling you to do and can find yourself not obeying God because you worried about what they're saying that's actually from Satan because this scripture says that if you're sparing the right, you're, you're not loving your son. And that if you love him, you're going to correct, you're going to chasten it. 
You are. Him B times. It don't say 10 times is enough in one day. Well, if they doing something 20 times, then I might need to talk. We gonna, we gonna tackle this. We gonna go toe to toe as many times as we need to because this will not, Drill say this all the time, we gonna serve the Lord in this house and we gonna all do our parts. And it's important. And so it's me as the woman of God and the wife and the mother, these little Ariel, what it look like? Jarrell tell me to do something. I'm up here popping off at the mouth with him. Or, and, and you tell me to do something. I don't want to, like you were saying today, I don't want to look at what you saying, B, because I want to talk about A. You know, the kids watching it. So then you turn around and the kids decide that they're not going to respect you or daddy because they hear mama not doing what daddy's saying to do. That's, that's, that's not, that's, that it all is not going to work and us still please God. You, you got to decide and stick with, I'm going to please God. I'm going to do what he says. And if it gets hard or seems hard, what is it I'm missing? Is my mind on the wrong thing? Am I thinking about Philippians 4, think on those things of a good report, lovely, go to God, talk to him about it? Or am I seeking God's wisdom or I don't like it? I don't like it, so I ain't going to do it. You know, that's not going to work. So, um, and it talks about in James 1 and 8, a double-minded man is unstable in his ways, okay? So we're gonna look at that, because if you flip-flopping back and forth, you got two different things working, sometimes God and then sometimes it's Satan's influence, and we definitely don't wanna be double-minded. Um, James 1 and 8 says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So we definitely wanna re refrain from that. Um, and then we're going to look at James 3, really quick, 14 and 16. But if you have bitter, envying, and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This applies when <laughs> dealing with different situations as husband and wife, getting into strife, not wanting to admit the truth. Verse 15, this wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above, this is, this is what we need to be implementing. It doesn't matter the role. It can be mother to the children. It can be wife to the husband. It could be uh, minister to the people. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Amen? And uh, it was one more thing that I want to leave you guys with. 
to think about. And then that'll be all I have for today. And it's Proverbs 31. We know Proverbs 31. When they do they look, I remember back in the day, they used to do them women's conferences. Proverbs 31 was on all the banners. You buy a t-shirt with it on. You get a little mug with Proverbs 31 on. You had a pen, Proverbs 31 pen that you used. You was, you was ready and set, right? Except that the work that goes along with that pen and that little cooler and that banner and the whole conference and all, everything was decked out, Proverbs 31. And they was just the praise dancing and all of that, Proverbs 31, right? Okay, verse 25 says, strength and honor are her clothing and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom. So is it God's wisdom to tell your husband what you're not going to do? Kids watching, what is it teaching them? And in her tongue is the law of kindness. Mm. She looketh well to the ways of her household. It ain't talking about looking well in her blazer. I like my blazer, y'all, but that don't mean nothing if I'm not doing what God says. Amen? She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise, arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou ex excellest, thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands. And let her own works praise her in the gates. Her own works, y'all. Amen. Let's let our works, y'all, exemplify the character of our Heavenly Father that we love so much. He's do that. And the people need us for that very reason. Amen. Thank you for studying God's Word with us today. Worship at Rice Memorial begins with Sunday School at 9.30 a.m., followed by Praise and Worship at 10.45. And on Wednesday nights, we have Bible Study from 7 to 8 p.m. Children's Church is also available, where they can receive the Word of God on their level. Once again, don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit your notification button to get new messages on a regular basis. You can also like us on Facebook and visit our webpage at ricememorialbaptistchurch.org. Rice Memorial is located at 15th and State in Little Rock, but for the time being, we're worshiping at City Church in College Station, Arkansas. Thanks again for tuning in.